This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Shot first. <laughs> I'm Alex, and with me is the one and only Scott. Hey. Uh, Jeff is out gallivanting around the world somewhere. <laughs> so, Jeff and his gallivanting. Yeah. Victoria Silk's there. do well that he is. Yeah, he's out taking a break. So you just get uh, Scott and Alex today, and we are talking about what if. Captain Carter were the first Avenger. Yep, so a little bit different. Uh, no no real list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be a, a shorter form episode, but... Uh, well, we'll like see we, about that. Been, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, I, but I feel like, personally, we've been remiss uh, by by not mentioning it the, the last couple of, of episodes. Uh, that's more on me than, than Alex and Jeff. Uh because I, I don't know what happened with this. Uh, I feel like the marketing just hasn't been there. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just got caught up in my own dumb stuff. But I did not realize that, that the first couple of episodes of What If had aired. Uh, yeah. It kind of, like, I saw the trailers for it early on and I was excited for it. But, yeah, I didn't know it dropped until, like, pretty much a week later. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is interesting. I, I wonder... Like what their their long term plans for this may or may not be because of everything that we've seen so far, this is obviously the easiest thing to keep going if it proves to be successful for yeah for Disney Plus and the the MCU in general. Because yeah, you can literally do anything you want with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all one offs. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of I guess you still want to cast the, the same people where possible, but even that isn't super necessary, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking at the cast here for the first episode, and uh, Jeffrey Wright is the, the Watcher. Spoilers, by the way, <laughs> if the you haven't seen watcher. it. Watcher. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, he's the Watcher is pretty much narrated. If you don't know who the Watcher is, he's this uh, omniscient being. that His job is to just observe all the stories that happen in the galaxy or in the universe, but never to interfere, even though he does interfere quite a bit if you read the comic books. <laughs> he warns people ahead of time and everything, so he's pretty much a snitch, but doesn't do much else. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you've got uh, Hallie Atwell reprising her role, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Stanley Tucci, Jeremy Renner, Dominic Cooper, Bradley Whitford, Ross Marquard, Neil McDonough, Toby Jones, Sebastian Stan. Uh, Daryl Hammond, he's just this Nazi general voice, so. Did not see him doing things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so, it, it, interesting, uh, it, cool that, that they got all the, the same voice actors, Sands, uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, Chris Evans. Is, is voiced by, by Josh Keaton. Knives, yeah. Knives Out. Yeah, and, and sort of. So Ross Marquand, Markhan, yeah, there's a D at the end there. Uh, so yeah, it's not Hugo Weaving, but this is the same guy that that played the Red Skull in Infinity War and oh, okay. Endgame. So they did bring that guy back. It's just not 
It's the guy they replaced. Not the OOG. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. It sounds like sounds a lot like him too. Yeah. Like I, 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 I thought all along that it would be the replacement, um, but I would have been surprised if I, I had seen Hugo Weaving there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's playing themselves, uh, or not themselves, <laughs> right? Playing play the, the same roles they did. I'm Captain uh, Atwell. They, they definitely, yeah. They give uh, Sebastian Stan like a bunch of one-liners in this, which is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, they got Sam Jackson to show up, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> What's in your wallet? That's uh, so interesting. Yeah, Neil McDonough. Uh, all, the, all these guys that small roles, just that same kind of Marvel flex, I guess, where they're like, "Yeah, we'll get these people to do these voices, yeah. whatever." Uh, I, thought, I thought in particular that Dominic Cooper was really good as, as Howard Stark, oh, kind yeah. of playing up, like dialing it up. Uh, or actually, it's funny. Uh, have, have you seen? Have you watched uh, Korra, Legend of Korra? I have. So he sounded a lot like the. I can't remember the character's name, but the the the, the kind of fast talking businessman in that, uh, uh, the one that runs Cabbage Corp. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, damn, I'll have to look. Oh, it's a Legend of Korra. Or just by the way, Let's this... see if he's in Legend of Korra. <laughs> he's, he's not. No. Uh, well then, as as I've mentioned before, uh, yeah, Avatar. Last Airbender and Legend of Korra both definitely worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was... Da, 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 da. I don't know, this, this is great radio here. Uh, Varric, okay. The Again, he was the, the Water Tribe guy that was the, the businessman that he was always kind of a little duplicitous, but... Um, uh, okay, it's been a while since I've watched Korra. I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Sounded kind of like, had that old... Like, exactly that, like that... That '30s radio vo- radio voice, like the uh, before before you'd watch a movie, uh, and now we turn to the news of the world, mm-hmm. like that kind of yeah. <laughs> intonation. Uh, but anyways, uh, I I digress. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounded like the, the cast was was having fun with it, especially Haley Atwell, uh, who gets all kinds of one liners. That's right. Yeah, and, she did. Uh, awesome. And I like it. Let's let's get started. Let's dive in. Uh, at the very beginning, the watcher explains, you know, that everything. It's just like a small, just a tiny little, a little change, like that set off this whole completely different series of events. And in this one is uh, when uh, they're about to do the experiment on Steve Rogers. One, uh, some you know, misogynist from what's his, from that era. It says, oh, wouldn't you be, feel more comfortable in the control room, young lady? Like, yeah, you don't belong here, type of bullshit. And in the movie, she does, you know, go up in the control room. But in this one, she stays. And that's pretty much what kicks off a different series of events. What do you think about that? So, uh, yeah, I like that. She she recognizes the, the assassination attempt. And right away, they, they kill Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> They kill Tommy oh, Jones. Yeah. I feel, like I don't see what happens to Stanley Tucci. Uh, does, he, does he get hit in the blast? I, I don't. I'm not sure. I think he got hit in the blast. Um, uh, but anyways, they they both get taken out, and then instead, uh, instead of uh, Tommy Jones, you get Bradley Whitford as Colonel Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, you, you get you get some uh, exposition there from Stark, basically saying like. 
it's now or never because we're not going to be able to replicate this or whatever, which is kind of bullshit. But uh. <laughs> no, it's just stop the experiment, take the vials out of the thing, <laughs> and you know, save the serum for later. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she seizes the opportunity after Steve gets gets shot, um, and uh, yeah, she comes out yoked, huge. She's huge, mm-hmm. uh, and immediately, yeah, she's just she to face the sexism. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the setup. It made sense. Like, honestly, as, as I was thinking about it, as I was watching the episode, uh, like, she really had as much right to, to go, to, to go through, to, to be the chosen ones that were, that, that he did. Yeah. Um, and, but like, she's, she's a woman. She's going to chip a nail. She goes on the front lines. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, how's, yeah, how's, how's she going to, like, cook and clean if she's out there <laughs> fighting the war? Yeah. yeah like, um, I mean, really, she's at that point. She is a better soldier than he is. <laughs> yes. Like you know, they they go out of the way to, to you know Stanley Tucci does the whole thing in, in Captain America. The you know it's it's about a good man, not a good soldier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's definitely like the best soldier <laughs> in in those movie or like well in the first Avenger, anyways. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she she immediately is is. You know, out there kicking ass, um, which is interesting. Like, obviously, the uh, you know, there's, there's a like two or three montages of her out there like fighting war. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's cool that the animation allows for some things that I don't know. Maybe they just would have been goofy looking if you try to do it in live action. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's she gets to do way more feats of strength <laughs> than yeah. he does. I was yeah, and I figured I thought like, well, she's you know she's not some skinny asthmatic from Brooklyn. She's like a, a really strong, proven herself, you know, soldier gone yeah. through like whatever training. So you know, I figured she was just a bit stronger than yeah. That that did occur to me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was like, let's, so let's talk about that. Like uh, all the cool things she got to do. Yeah, uh, with the, the animation. Um, you know, flipping the cars. I think my favorite thing that she did was take out the tank treads with the shield. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought that that was a, a clever use of the shield. Um, like, I like the, the sequence when uh, she's uh, she flies off of the uh, Hydra Stomper and it's going from like plane to plane oh, to plane. That was amazing. It goes through, right yeah, through the propellers with the shield. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I was doing all kinds of cool stuff there. Um, speaking of the the hydra, swamp, the hydra stomper, that's right. Uh, so this time around, <laughs> uh, they they create the first Iron Man suit, which is mm-hmm. interesting, uh, as powered by the Tesseract this time around, mm-hmm. uh, letting Steve Rogers uh, kind of pilot things. Um, I really like that because maybe uh, Stark felt bad for him. It's like you know what, you're still a good kid. You got a good heart. Let's make it so you can fight. So I'll build this like giant robot suit to protect you, yep. and then go stomp some hydras. I do like the idea of uh, like it's like it's inevitable that a Stark is going to build <laughs> one of these suits. Yeah. Uh, eventually, uh, depending on whatever timeline or uh, universe that you're in, as, as the Watcher calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun seeing that fly around, and then them going through the same sequences again, um, but with now uh, 
they they have the, the hydro stopper to, to help them out and that changes things up mm-hmm. yeah the train so. where bucky was supposed to in the original timeline took a dive uh, this time it was steve rogers in the mech in the hydro stomper and bucky was all right they do make the joke because she pulls him back up. She's like, oh, you almost ripped my arm off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know, overall, uh, I, I, it really just does, it plays out pretty much like first Captain America. Uh, it kind of follows that same trajectory mm-hmm. where uh, Red Skull is Hydra kind of betrays the, the Nazi party to begin their own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of uh, Doomsday Planes, tries to summon Cthulhu. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if it, in the... I don't know if that, that has any basis in the actual comics. I don't know if maybe you know, Alex. Uh, I do I know on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, they 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 did uh, oh, yeah. some of the mythos where it turned out... Spoilers. Where it turned out that the whole thing about Hydra is that before their modern incarnation, they they kind of worship this like cosmic being, uh, like that was supposed to like grant them power. Yeah. Uh, so that that's what this was only on a much larger scale, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the Red Skull gets squished. Gets super squished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Peggy Carter gets lost in time because she has to she has to push the creature back into the portal, and then instead of being frozen, they just Nick Fury and uh, what's his face, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, they open the same portal and then she just pops out. Like it seemed like uh, for her it was almost like instantaneous or maybe like I don't know minutes hours, but not that long, right? Yeah, she she was still yeah she's still like in fight mode so yeah yeah i that the one thing i didn't like about the episode was just it, it felt a little abrupt uh to have her like for for i think it was i, mean, I think it was fury um that that says uh are you gonna be okay she's like yeah <laughs> well, let's give her a minute <laughs> mm-hmm. or have her say something else like she'll be like i will be or or i have i because I guess I'm gonna have to be, or something like that. Other than just going, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it felt a little, a little abrupt. I, I do super like the idea though of, of this un- incarnation of uh, Captain Carter, as, as they were calling her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got the shield, but yeah, give her like the equivalent of that, but in sword form. <laughs> like have her that, like have that be her thing, like the the kind of Wonder Woman esque. Uh, yeah. Thing she got going there, um, the uh, not Valkyrie. Well, she's uh, got a sword, like a, like Arthurian almost. Yeah, so I'm saying like have that be your thing moving forward. It's not just the shield, but also having that a sword along a with sword it. shield, and maybe, then a bunch of something like a high tech, a bunch of guns. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Captain Carter. So, you know, on top of all that, there, there's, there's like, all kinds of, like, questions that come out of the what if. Like, if you, if you, if you keep following through, the through line there, um, of, you know, what, how does this affect the Avengers and, and all, that, all that jazz? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
and and they're and all the relationships that, that have to go into that like yeah it's 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 interesting like, again the, it's the, the whole title the what if yeah uh yeah like, again just going back on it like in a lot of ways she probably like does make a more effective cap like by the time the the end of endgame you know he's like I, so in the comics they they do this thing that, that kind of drives me nuts where they always say like oh they're like all, all these people have like they're like like olympic gymnast level <laughs> or whatever or like like multi-black belt whatever mm-hmm. um but like cap's thing is like he is supposed to be one of the best fighters like pound for pound fighters in the in the marvel universe right right um just in like hand-to-hand combat um but you know he he would have had to have gotten that over time you know i i, I don't know oh yeah uh, where where she's like set up to just get better and better already, I'd, so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, she does make a a better uh, soldier, mm-hmm. better captain, as it were. I mean, yeah, like other stuff too, though. She's she's like Britain's captain, not <laughs> not American's. Yeah, I was wondering. so that sets up a whole that sets up a whole thing of like who fills that kind of gap there for for America then like. Who's their superhero? You know, mm-hmm. like at that time, that timeline. Yeah, it was yeah, lots, lots of questions. It's interesting. Yeah, they didn't even bring up like shipping her back to England or across the sea or anything like that, which I was waiting for. I'm like, no, they're gonna keep her here because she's gonna want to fight, you know, Hydra or something. Or no, they could have even said, you know what, we're shipping you back to you know England. You're no use to us here in the U.S. But then she goes fights Hydra on. Uh, you know, in Europe, obviously, but uh, more on the British side of things rather than the U.S. Army. And then I thought she was going to be like Britain's hero at that point. But no, she stayed with the U.S. Armed Forces for whatever reason. But Well, eh. I mean, well, we don't know that. Yeah, we do. She did. She, Colonel, what's his face? Colonel uh, Hardass was always on her case. Well, no. They, well, they were part of like a special like squad, like a World War Two squad. Like, my, I'm I'm talking about, like, like she, yeah, she's yeah. she's like Britain's hero for that, not not the U.S.'s hero. Right. I get. Like, yeah, I so, guess it, it did end up being that way in the end. Uh, I just thought there'd be more yeah. Britishisms. Yeah. Like you know, and then <laughs> you have to imagine she she jumps right into like whatever thing, whatever Avengers level thing. <laughs> is is going on uh when when fury and uh uh hawkeye find her mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and then like other questions too is like what happens with the so what what happened with the tesseract exactly uh, did it go back through the portal or was it like yeah. power the portal so it was still there right yeah oh, that's right it ends with it like just sitting on the ground so yeah, that's a good question. It's like, what happened to the Tesseract over the last what? what how long did I say? Fifty years, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Seventy, yeah, seventy years, over seventy years, I think. So you got to think it stayed with, or eventually got to Shield. Assuming it's still Shield. <laughs> yeah, because the only ones were left standing there. 
was Rogers and the rest of the the Howling Commandos. Yeah, and Stark. And Stark. Yeah. So yeah, they so. would have gotten it. There you go. I wonder if, if like there was this whole arms race for those mechanical suits <laughs> after after World oh, War Two. Yeah. Good question. Maybe instead of, maybe instead of nukes, like everybody was arming up with those things, mm-hmm. it turned into more like a Gundam like situation. Fall, fallout, fallout with the power armor. Uh, so yeah, lot, lots of ancillary questions that that don't really touch upon exactly what happens in the episode, but I mean I am curious. Uh, I don't know, maybe some of our more uh, knowledgeable comic listeners, uh, comic book listeners, would have a better answer for this stuff. What if? Uh, yeah, what if? But yeah, these are, uh, and it's great that we get all these questions. I mean, it sucks that they're mostly going to be unanswered, but it's awesome that it generates like a lot of hypotheses beyond that. And it's just a what if. It's just a standalone episode. Well, I think I think that's the coolest part about this, um, and I and I did enjoy it. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it feels bite sized it, It's less weighty, I think, which is nice than than the other three series. As much as I enjoyed those, like it, this is kind of a nice. Like, assuming that I like the future episodes anyway, it, it, hoping it'll be like kind of a nice palate cleanser. Um, you know, just a, a fun way to if if you if you've been following along for the past forty seven movies or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you have a much better idea of, of what's going on here, and then you know if you like Jeff always brings this up, and and I, and I always like it when we like we're talking about you know Endgame when everybody shows up in the portals, you know everybody in the theater at the time is cheering for like their guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know hopefully everybody gets gets that here, you know everybody gets their favorite characters to to see them pop up, and then this kind of fun little side thing, um, you know all, all that said. Uh, I I like the animation. Um, I'm not used to this kind. Like this, it, it has a very I don't I don't know animatic feel to it, um, which isn't a bad thing. Um, animatic. Like it, in a lot of ways, it feels like an animatic, like a storyboard, like an animated storyboard. Okay, I think I see. Like, what, to me, I, to me, like I I I like like. It, like it has that because because i i feel like a lot of the like they feel a lot of it feels like separate panels like from a comic book right yeah, um, yeah. before the action gets going like i i, I i'm doing a poor job of, of explaining this but but i did like the animation uh you've you've watched the second episode you said right yes so far is it the same animation style Yes, I think they're going to stick with this uh, visual style throughout. Okay. okay. Uh, since um, we're on the topic of animation, I'm going to diverge slightly a little bit, and I cannot not think of this ever since I heard it, but um, Disney, in a long string of scummy things that they've done, of course, uh, they, li- <laughs> they, they like to downplay <laughs> like uh, the major players that it takes to produce a feature. So, because they don't want people to say, oh, you know, this is a Spielberg, he did, like, this Disney movie, or uh, Phil Lord, he did this Disney movie. They just want, oh, this movie was made by Disney. And that's, like, their main thing, so they try and downplay it, and uh, that's why they, I think, part of the strategy behind getting, like, no names and stuff uh, to direct some of their movies, because I could not tell you for the life of me who directed Rogue One. Who was that? 
Rogue One was Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Okay, I should remember this stuff because I've been fucking Disney brainwashed. And the I argue, arguably the best Disney Star Wars movie. Yes, was Gareth Edwards. Yeah, I agree. Um, so in and in the same vein, people are going to look at this and go, "Wow, this looks amazing. The animation is great." And I can't. Well, of course, it's Disney. So Disney Studio must have done this. No, or uh, they didn't. I mean, sure, at the top level, you know, they have their own uh, supervising animator, like their lead animator, concept artist, stuff like that. But they actually hired several different studios to do the animation work. So to do all the renders, to the the actual animating, to make sure everything looks, you know, phenomenal the way it is on screen, it's actually three or four different studios. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Because... And... and if you wait for it in the credits, it's like the, like the fourth or fifth set of credits is finally the studio that actually did the animating. And, it, you know, it sucks. So right now I'm just going to tell you that it was Blue Spirit. That studio worked on the first two episodes. And they're amazing. And then there's another studio called Squeeze that's going to do the animation for five other episodes. And then Flying Bark Productions is expected to do work on another three episodes so these ain't these ain't I, stopping so i wonder if if the style does change up then i don't think so uh because reading well reading the wiki page which is where i got a lot of this information uh they said that they picked one unified they they were thinking about doing it in different styles like in a jack kirby style or in a steve ditko style like that but they they Ditko. yeah <laughs> hurricane ditko uh, they kind of amalgamated everything into like this one like overall like comic booky style. Okay. At least in the looks and everything. So I don't know. The animation is phenomenal. There's only like a few nitpicky stuff that I saw only because you know I'm, I'm an animator. Uh, but it, it's just like so minor. Everything was top notch. Uh, so I can't wait to see the work from the other studios to see if it's handled differently. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, because I think I started rambling. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, one of the really cool things about this, you you'd mentioned it being just a one-off thing. That's It doesn't have to be, though. Yeah, uh, that is true. Maybe, maybe in Season 2, we do get the, the continuing adventures of Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I, again, fun stuff. You know, who knows if we can get the entire cast together again for that. Uh, but um, yeah, I like the idea that that you could you could do like two or three episodes, and it doesn't have to be like a real through line through of it. It just like here's another thing with with this character in this particular situation. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I like that idea if if you know one of these proves to be like really popular. Um, yeah, it could even spin off into its own series. So, yep, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one, which is already available, which is the uh, What If, uh, so, you know, this, what was the act title of this one? Uh, this one is What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. Right. And then the next one is What yeah, If T'Challa, T'Challa became, Star-Lord. became a, Star, a Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, let me tell you, they keep... They they nailed down the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy humor to a T in this episode. It was 
It was so freaking good. You're gonna you're gonna really like it. I predict that you are gonna love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll have more to say about it later. But you know, just I I am looking forward to it as kind of a a, a send off for um, Chadwick Boseman. So. Uh, yeah, I shed a tear. Yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna be objective about it, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, be like oh, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is this is cool stuff. This is, you know crazy to think this is all spinning out of this this massive experiment um you know there 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 have been you know obviously marvel uh, animations throughout the years and most of them stink oh wait <laughs> spider-man and friends is a treasure my friend all right uh, so for whatever reason like warner brothers found their secret sauce um on the animated like i've said this before on the animated side oh yeah and could never quite get their act together with with obviously with obvious exceptions like some of the, the nolan batmans um more recently and you know some some funnier fare uh, again uh, a little more recently but uh the mcu yeah just never could really i don't know get it together uh to, to make something on the same level of coolness as the batman stuff uh and it'll be honest here like most of the really cool Warner Brothers like DC animation stuff is Batman, like just different rehashes of Batman. Uh, but there, there is some really fun stuff with, with uh, the Justice League and uh, Teen Titans uh, on the animated side of things. Um, yeah, what was the the newest Teen Titans animated series? Uh, I, don't, I not Teen Titans. I don't, I don't know. Teen I really I, go. It was oh, it was I Young really Justice. Liked, I, My bad. Young Justice. So yeah, I really cool. liked. I really like Young Justice. Yeah. Um, T Titans Go is is I think is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> it is really funny. Uh, yeah, it is, it is surprisingly funny. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is I guess their big swing into this. Every once in you get something weird, or the, the, like get some anime for Wolverine or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, I it's on. Damn it, what is that? Is that still on Netflix? I still haven't seen that. I don't know. I don't it was know. like an anime, a, like a, honestly, like just anime obviously. for X-Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, uh, yeah, the, only, the only, like, Marvel thing I really remember enjoying was, was the the X-Men series. Yeah. The, hey, hey, bub. Hey, bub. <laughs> Gene. They, they can only fight robots. Robots. Yeah. <laughs> they could only destroy robots. They could, That's right. They couldn't have Wolverine carving people up. Uh, <laughs> they could not. For some, re- for some reason, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, he would slash with his claws and then end up kicking the guy. Yeah, a lot of punching, kicking. Yeah. Uh, which, to be fair, the MCU does too. <laughs> it's a lot of punching, kicking, uh, mm-hmm. and, and as well as the Justice League stuff. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like yeah, it. Again, uh, yeah, recommend this. Uh, I, don't, I don't really want to give it a rating just yet. Six. Um, <laughs> it's just one episode. I, Captain it's Carter. Not lower, not lower than a five. Captain Carter, six. Uh, I, I, I did... Uh, not, not, not a six, but... Uh, at any rate, uh, did, did enjoy this. Looking forward <laughs> to this. We will talk more about... Uh, 
the, the coming episodes. Uh, maybe we'll get Jeff back on board. See, that's the thing. These are these are great, and I think he would really like these stories if <laughs> they were like live action. That's that's like a whole what if in and of itself. Yeah, what if? What 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 if Jeff actually likes stuff? <laughs> Seriously, it's the it's the little hurdle. It's like what what do they call it? subtitles? The the six inch hurdle. I've never heard that before. Oh really? I might have been coined by like a Korean director. I think. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. Is is I I personally have never really had a problem with subtitles unless it like. The actual like implementation of the subtitles are shitty, where it's just like the black bars with the white text in them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that, you get used to it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, living I lived in Mexico when I was a kid, so we kind of didn't have any choice if we wanted to watch, you know, uh, movies from the U.S. Mm. A lot of them had to be subtitled, at least for my family. So yeah, I got over it pretty quick. But yeah, who, did, who I think it was, damn it, I can't keep, keep not remembering his name from Parasite. The director? Yeah. Um, I think it was him that said, yeah, once you get over the six, six inch hurdle, the six, six inch obstacle, it opens you up to a whole world of uh, different stories in cinema. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, I Bong? Bong, yes. Junho, Junho Bong. Uh, I yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name, which is our bad. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That that is that that is. I could see that being a big hurdle in America. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully you guys will give this a shot because it's really good. It's very well drawn. The stories are great so far. So yeah. That's it. Go home. You're still here. <laughs> yeah. Go home. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Podcast over. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.